Well, you are very welcome back to the show. Now, while a lot of things experienced massive growth in the first six months, you're thinking about baking, online classes, there was also kind of a strange thing that experienced a huge boom. According to the UK's leading body on nudism or naturism, it experienced a doubling in growth in the interest actually in joining the organization. I presume the trend was seen all across the world and even at home here in Ireland. To chat about this further is Stephen Bolton. How are things, Stephen? Very good. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. That was a fantastic introduction. Yes. (laughs) delighted um yeah like you said it's uh it, it's just increased and increased over the past uh 18 months it's been unbelievable well if i can yeah. ask you first Stephen, what was your first experience into naturism what made you uh, take the plunge into it um i suppose for me there was a couple of different things when i was younger when i was a kid i had a um a friend of mine so they were kind of a, of a naked family so i've been over in their house and it was fine. There was no real issues. Um, I remember um, the closeness of them, the physical contact that they they were a much closer family than my own. So I just I suppose I just associate the nudity with uh, with friendliness, with closeness. Um, then I think I suppose when I was about fifteen or sixteen, um, my first holiday when I was away in Spain, just seeing the beaches full of naked people just thinking, all right, okay, I guess this is what Europeans do when they're on holidays. So um, then a few years later when I grew up, uh, well, got older. I don't know if I grew up just yet, but uh, I did the Spencer Tunic photo shoot in Dublin. So there was about three and a half thousand people naked on the East Wall Pier um, in Dublin Bay on a beautiful summer's morning well let's actually look into that for a second because it's a it's a stark contrast you know we've all been on the beaches in spain where the especially the women but even some of the men they decide to throw off the garments but to go from that uh, holiday in spain to now jump forward to do that in dublin what what was the motivating factor there um i'd spent a bit of time in australia as well uh before the the big photo shoot. So it was just um, more casual over there, a lot warmer over there and just a lot of places to go um, and a bit of privacy everywhere just to go get naked if you wanted to with friends. Um, and again, living in hostels with uh, a lot of European backpackers. Uh, you know, you'd be maybe 12 people in a room and yeah, the vast majority would be naked or sleep naked walk around the place okay and so then eventually there's that dublin photo shoot i mean obviously that that, was that your first experience with stripping off and kind of i suppose being uh, nude with you know a huge group of people oh definitely Mm. definitely yeah um it's just it's uh it was a very rare thing uh spencer junick came to dublin um i'd heard about him previously i know he's done big um, photo shoots uh, all over the world. So when I did hear about it back in the olden days before the internet, it was before Facebook, it was uh, just in a newspaper. There was a little little ad in it, if you dare to bear, in Dublin Bay. And um, yeah, and it was just fantastic. 
You must have you must have been shitting it, Stephen. I mean, insecurities. I, you know, especially the the you know Irish culture and Irish people are credited with a huge amount of insecurities. But just people in general, there's a lot to take that leap. Uh, do you remember the moment where you and three thousand other people were disrobing and you're kind of looking around? Were you insecure? I suppose. No, not at all. Um, uh, I understand your point. I I get that. That it's it's then it's it is a, definitely an unusual thing. Lots of people don't do it. Um, <laughs> it's not for everyone, uh, but it's definitely for me. Um, with the derobing on the day, that was just um, it was just like that. There was the call went out. Uh, okay, everybody strip. We all had a little clear plastic bag. We stuffed our clothes in. Um, and then you just kind of have a look around and all you see was people smiling. Hmm. It was just such an experience, such a joyous, uh, uplifting thing. And, and so obviously at that point you become maybe hooked to this kind of lifestyle uh, or at least maybe you found your calling. Were you able then to maybe, I suppose, rustle up a few friends, convince a few people? Because I'd have to assume that nudism or naturism would, wouldn't have been that prominent especially back then in Ireland yeah definitely I, I, yeah it, it wasn't as prominent there might have been a couple of smaller groups um, but yeah it's um, as for me for getting my friends involved I had said it to a few friends um, who I thought might be open to the idea but no there was no uptakers I went on my own that day um, met some amazing people um, had an incredible experience, life-changing experience with some strangers that I've never seen again. Again, mm. like I said, this was um, <clears throat> before Facebook or uh, before, and obviously you don't have your phone with you, so you can't take anyone's number. Um, but yeah, it was just, um, it changed a lot of things. There was a few groups had started to organize themselves because of that. I wonder as well, in terms of your own life, Stephen, how does naturism or nudism, how does it enhance your life? What does it give you that practically that makes it so compelling for yourself? Um, well, for me, it's a, it's a segment of my life. It'd be, um, it's not the be all and end all. It's an unusual hobby that has given me self-confidence has given me great friends and has given me uh, fantastic experiences like the Spencer Tunic thing. Um, and there's there's other artists and photographers and that are doing other smaller scale projects all over Ireland as well. So I hear about these things. I'm interested, so I'll get involved and I'll, I'll travel the country. Now, pre-lockdown, how would a naturist kind of, I suppose, manifest their love for naturism? It, beaches, uh, kind of group yoga, what, you know, what were bowling, what, what would people be doing, you know, in, I suppose, in groups to kind of, you know, celebrate this hobby? Well, the majority of the time we have um, swimming pools organized. So there'd be a swim on all over the country. We have one in Galway, Monaghan. Um, there was a couple of times in Cork, Wicklow, and two different swimming pools in Dublin. So it's nearly every weekend there would have been a, a meetup at a swimming pool and um, that can take you know up to 25, 30 individuals. 
there's a nice group there and they usually have saunas and steam rooms and you know unisex changing rooms and all that kind of stuff as well so it's all very open um for um and there was also sorry like you said the yoga which was fantastic um having 20 people in a room uh and it's just you concentrate on your mat it's the exact same as regular yoga just more comfortable um is there a oh sorry no go ahead sorry. well of course the the big question and i i can already assume your answer but it has must be asked is there a sexual component to this most naturists and nudists uh, interviewed appear to kind of pass that off but it is a fair question given you know the idea that pretty much all advertising all media is basically uh, combated at the idea of disrobing and kind of sexuality and all these things your group uh, you know kind of dispenses of that immediately that's the membership card so i wonder prancing around the place or you know kind of yoga all these uh, swimming is there ever a sexual component to it no not at all i equate it to when you go to the gym um, so you're in the locker room, there's naked people there, it's not sexual, whether they're male or female or, you know, like I said, or in a human sex uh, uh, environment, it's just, it's it's not a sexual environment. It's, it's nudity, but it's, it's, it's separate from um, sexual. Is there a switch almost in your brain that kind of goes off to that, uh, to that component of your brain or is that component of your life when you en- enter into the naturist nudist group meeting? Um, I feel, uh, how do you mean? Do you can turn off the sexuality? Well, is obvious. Obviously, you know, if it's if it's more about a, a familial community experience, um, and practically speaking, obviously, you must be able to kind of put the sexual component to one side, or it must not rear its you know face while you are yeah. enjoying the, the the hobby. Um, look, I'll, okay, you could be on a beach and a breeze might hit you and something might tingle, but just go for a dip in the water nobody wants to see that and it's embarrassing for it to happen to people and like i said it's just not a sexual environment it's the same as the locker room as far as i'm concerned that's in my home what i think i'm going to assume that most naturist nudists are quite rebellious sorts they're generally you know from a personality trait they're probably disagreeable people so perhaps other people's opinions doesn't factor into it but i am interested in knowing you know a parent a friend have you ever had a kind of a wobbly experience where you know somebody's opinion has maybe swayed you against this hobby that you enjoy um, no, not particularly. And as for the rebellious streak that you're suggesting towards with all the members, I'd say that's very rare. I think it's more of a rejection of this bikini body, beach body ready nonsense. Um, it's real people like you and me and your friends and your parents um, that just... Uh, reject the um conventional yeah conventional fast fashion bikini nonsense oh um 
yeah, it's that's it's not for us. It's a realization that um, you're more than what the TV tells you to do. Um, pre uh, yeah. uh, yes uh, so uh, pre lo- pre lockdown obviously you were able to have your swimming pool meetups your yoga all these kind of things how did lockdown affect uh, obviously the naturism lifestyle and kind of was there i don't know was there skype meetings zoom meetings or maybe did it have to retreat for a while uh, it it definitely um took a big step backwards uh, not membership membership actually increased but um obviously the meetups you know, just died in the water. There are some online, um, uh, we have a pub night on a Friday night where people get together, especially during the, over the last, well, over the winter anyway, um, where we'd all meet up on a Friday evening for a couple of hours, have a drink or two, and just have a chat. And um, again, like on Zoom, where you'd have your breakaway meetings as well. Um, uh, and it was lovely friends to catch up and just have a chat, have a drink. What have you been up to all week? Nothing, <laughs> same as yourself. Yeah. Um, with the our uh, friends across the sea in England, the, or the, in Britain, the British Naturism, they hosted a lot of different uh, online events where they were hosting uh, online yoga and fitness classes and cooking and learning guitar and yeah, a wide variety of different kind of a uh, events and things that uh, people were interested in. Um, I tried setting up a couple of things myself and for the Irish Association as well, but uh, pretty much immediately ran into the door of, I cannot guarantee anyone's privacy, for example. So if it was to do a light drawing class, uh, I wouldn't be able to uh, guarantee the model's privacy. Somebody could just press screenshot and that's that. and then same with, I was trying to set up a little fitness class myself and was unable to do that again. Just an insurance thing. I'm unsure if I could set up a thing, somebody in Galway might hurt their back and I'm somehow liable. So I had a couple of ideas to set up a couple of different things, but didn't pan out. So, but the British naturism seems to be able to uh, organize a a lot better than I can anyway that's for sure it must be a concern generally the kind of outside world you know you're kind of living within a little bit of a bubble is you know you're within the kind of naturism if you're swimming or if you're doing group activities presumably people from afar may record you or kind of you know take pictures and kind of is, is that ever a concern uh yes obviously that that'd be a concern that's um the last thing anybody wants is for anyone's, uh, you know, private life and private hobby to be outed. Now, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. I've been on the TV. I've done a few radio shows and interviews before. I'm okay with it, but I know the vast majority of folks aren't. And with the swims and the yoga and the stuff like that, that we have done again, pre-lockdown, that was all in enclosed areas, uh, like, a lot of swimming pools nowadays just have a like a glass wall, so there was a lot of investigation and searching around the, the country to find suitable locations. And mm. um, in regard to uh, the public beaches, 
Um, yeah, that's 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 a concern. That's always going to be a concern. Um, is it legal on a public beach? I was reading into this and kind of the legality around nudity is kind of a strange one and Irish beaches versus, say, what they'd have in Europe. What's it practically like on a beach? Well, um, okay, so I'm not 100%. And don't quote me exactly now on the legality. It was recently updated, I think, in 2017 or 2018, where it's not illegal to be naked in public as long as you don't mean to cause offence. Now, that's, um, that can mean a lot of things. The word offence is thrown around a lot lately, um, but I think we use it in our paper as well because it stops creeps pretty much. And, um, you know, flashers and, like I said, uh, people that might be sexually aroused Mm. um, at the sight or at the thought of it. Is is it is it a concern, I suppose, or do you have to vet or screen people before they enter into your association? You know, is, is there kind of, I suppose, a, a background check or guard the vetting or is there any anything that that like that that comes into it? No, not necessarily. But you can tell immediately. I remember my first time going, I was nervous, very, very nervous. I remember being at the um, my first event was at a swimming pool at a session in, in in South Dublin, and being yeah being quite nervous. It wasn't until I got in there that I started talking, and yeah, was able to express myself and have a chat with other people and figure it out. Uh, you don't go into this full of confidence. Get your confidence afterwards. So if somebody is going in with the misconception that it is a sexual thing, you you get found out immediately. Uh, So finally, I wondered, Stephen, for people who have listened to this conversation and are enthralled, are very interested in joining for, you know, many of the benefits, the confidence, etc. Obviously, not the sexual component as we've gone over. Is there a way for them to join? How would they join up or how would they live a naturist nudist lifestyle? Well, that's the thing. I think because of lockdown and because of people been able to work from home and this glorious weather that we're having at the moment, I think thousands of people are probably naked listening to this right now. <laughs> They're already members, whether they know it or not. Mm-hmm. If you would like to join with us and go for a swim, go to the beach, safety in numbers, um, you can visit the Irish Naturist Association dot org um, or the Facebook page Irish Naturist Association and all our membership details are there. It's very reasonably priced. And for the rest of the summer, all events, all uh, private events, the swimming pools, stuff like that, are free, are free for everybody. Well, there you go. Whether you're sitting at home listening fully clothed or with nothing at all, there's potentially an opportunity to try out a new hobby, a very interesting one. Stephen, thanks so much for doing this. My pleasure, absolute fantastic to chat with you. Well, see you again soon. We, we will exactly, we'll be back after this.